now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, how are we doing tonight? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Sorry, I had myself muted there, so I didn't want to start speaking until I, I took myself off mute. But other than that, we're doing pretty good. Perfect. Um, Chev is on vacation. Pork is on sabbatical this week. So we are joined by the one, the only Bob Van Duzer, also known in the behind-the-scenes crowd as Bobcat. Oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, Nailed it, man. So yeah. embarrassing. It's Bobcat. That's better. There it is. Sorry, I, I'm on the second page. I, I wish they had more than nine spots here for sound drops. So, uh, Zoom, get on that. Bob, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm excited to dive into some strategy tonight with you guys. I am big in on dynasty strategy and things like that, game theory. So, I'm pumped for this episode. All right, Bob's pumped. Nate's pumped and wearing an awesome beanie. <sighs> the beanie, it's back. So, it's here. It's finally here the regular season this is what you wait for this is why you prep for the draft your rookie draft your seasonal drafts you assembled an awesome roster we hope if you're listening to us so this is this is it man and remember always put your thursday night players in a starting position not your flex uh you want to make sure that you start <laughs> start off strong and now nate's taking the beanie off so it's getting hot in here already. so just remember that this is important. We're not talking about things like make sure you pay your league fees. You know, here's how you be a good commissioner. You know, we don't care about your feelings. This is how you dominate a league. This is how you manage your your, your league and your roster in season. So, um, Nate, we are actually going to start with you on this one. What is your first tip for us? All right. Yeah. So know your strengths. Know your strengths as a player and specifically – in my case, what I'm going to talk about is use start-sit resources because Dynasty is a fun game. We play it all, all year round. You know, we like to say, you know, Dynasty fantasy football has no offseason. We talk about this, this game 365 days a year. And we have strengths. You know, some of us like the scout, like rookie picks. Some of us like the trade. Some of us like to just draft good teams. Some of us are really good at setting lineups and help us win championships. But you know what? I'm actually not that good at setting a lineup. I, I, I hate setting a lineup. I hate having to make that choice. I, I, I love best ball because I hate setting lineups. And if someone asks me to start sit, I'm not the greatest person to ask. There's a lot of great people to ask. There's some people at the Dynasty Rewind who are good to ask. There's some people who are outside of Dynasty fans football who focus on weekly matchups that you can ask. You know, there's so many resources out there in fantasy football. We provide great Dynasty content. But there's some people out there that provide some really good start sit resources. And they have like, you know, all their weekly projections. You might even look at like DFS projections. Listen to those guys. Know your strengths. Use other people's resources to, you know, help your weaknesses and make you a stronger player overall. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Also, Pork is really good at start sit stuff. I bounce a lot of stuff off him. Um, so he's a guy I go to a lot. I'm not great at starting sit either. This is going to be really bad because Nate and I are co-managing a team together in the Fantasy Gazette Listener League. Um, so Nate has the, the only fans league, I believe. I love those guys. I have the even numbered weeks. Um, that's great. And also know your strengths on your team as well. I think we could say not just on starting and sitting. Um, Bob, 
I love this strategy tip that you have here, but why don't you explain it to everyone what it is? So I, and I've caught myself in this before. This is me learning from my own mistakes. I think people tend to rule out players on the waiver wire when they're not these sexy names. They're not, you know, rookie players. They're not very appealing stashes. They're kind of flavor of the week. They're popping up in dynasty. They're not necessarily a long-term asset. But the thing with that is when you rule out guys like a Rex Burkhead, a Justin Jackson, whatever the flavor of the week, two weeks running back is that's filling in. And I've done this a few times where it's like, you know, I'm putting in a hundred waivers a week between my leagues. So I don't necessarily, you know, I'm just, it's more of just taking leagues and not thinking about them, whatever. But when you rule out guys like that, you're missing out on a lot of opportunity where you might not even necessarily have to be throwing these guys in your lineup. You might actually be looking to trade these guys for fab for trade picks or for rookie picks, I should say. And that's how you kind of, that's how I weaponize my fab or how I use my fab to my fullest extent, because I'm not somebody who trades for fab. I'm somebody who will go spend it and to each their own on fab, whatever. But because in my leagues, nobody really values fab. So I can pick up players for usually pretty cheap. It's not necessarily anything like that, but so that's how I I'll go pick up a player for whatever, five, 10 bucks, whatever it is, whatever running back of the week it is. And Hey, somebody else actually needs a running back. I don't happen to need a running back that week here you go, dude. Like your starting running back went down. I spent more fab than you sucks to suck, but here's a guy for you to start this week. I'll take a third round pick for next year that I'm probably going to use to inch warm up the draft board in that rookie draft, as opposed to necessarily drafting that player. So I think, and then in essence, even if you do draft somebody, you do draft a sexy rookie stash, as opposed to, you know, trying to pick up the fifth string wide receiver on the bills who may or may not ever actually be relevant in this league, even though we like him. So it's just one of those things. Pay attention to the waiver wire. Don't tune out the waiver wire at any point in the season. Rebuilding, contending, does not matter. Pay attention to the waiver wire and don't rule anybody out. Everybody on that waiver wire needs to be an option for you. I like how Bob said he's going to weaponize Fab. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. We need a graphic with that. We should we need a weaponized Fab t-shirt. Oh, all right. So I would wear that. For reading global. We're going to do that. VerdianGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off Dynasty Rewind merchandise. We also have a ladies, got a ladies crop top sweatshirt on there for your girls. We got ladies tees on there now. We're going to be hitting up the expo with those hard next year, too. Or soft because they're very buttery soft. But I love that. Weaponize your fab. Um, I'm going to be talking about fab a little bit later. Uh, but I love Bob. Just to add to that, absolutely love it. And you know what? There's a lot of times where a guy has a really good boom weep. You scoop him up. Somebody else wants to chase those points and give you something in return. Cash in. Absolutely. Um, so, all right, let's go to, oh, me. Okay. So this is something that I, I need to start doing more of. I'm going to start taking my own advice here. I think it's really important to keep your eye on the league as a whole. And I know that we always say you will know when it's time for you to contend. You could look at your team, but a lot of times it's looking at the rest of the teams in your league too. You may think that you're not there yet, but you're like, listen, I'm in fourth place somehow with this trash roster. Everybody else in the league is just really a sinking ship. I think I can make a run. You got to see what teams are performing well or poorly. I think this will help you see what those teams have as a need so you can make trades easier too. You can compare strengths and weaknesses across your league. Helps you, helps them. But the important thing is it helps you just get a pulse on everything. See what you need to be a contender. 
see if you are a contender or a pretender and how you can manage some backroom deals, you know, do what you have to, I don't know why I said backroom deals, manage some deals, do what you have to do um, and weaponize yourself by doing that. Are we, is that going to be a new thing now? Weaponize? We got to get sure. Anthony on a graphic for that though. Weaponize your I'll text them then, but um, just keep your eye on the pulse of the league. See exactly what's going on. That doesn't mean you have to be in the chat sending 8,000 chat messages a day. <sighs> got to. Okay, Sean, that's fine. Um, Got to talk to some people like, Hey, you got to tone it down between the hours of 12 AM and 3 AM. So check on your league, check on your league mates, see what they're doing, see what they need, make some deals, win it all. Um, Nate, let's go back to you. I feel like this is one that's been hammered in everyone's head, but he gets forgotten and it, people need to be reminded of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this one is one of like the dynasty fantasy football cliches, but it is a very important one. It, this is like one of the 10 commandments of dynasty fantasy football. You know, we live our lives by it. And it's that dynasty is a two to three year window. Every player that you look at should be in a two to three year window. What is their you know, talent level during that time? Are they a rising talent? Are they at their peak talent over that time? Or are they at the end of their career? You know, we all love the young guns. We all love the rookies. And, but those players who are in the prime, you know, in that two to three year window, those are the ones that win you championships. And that's what, you know, fantasy football at the end of the day is about winning championships, not creating the youngest, most potential talent uh, roster. But also in that same same vein, you know, that two to three year window, you know, when you're looking at moving a first round pick for that missing piece to get you that championship team. Think about that two or three two to three year window, because you can get veterans who still have that two to three years left at a discount. Like a guy like Austin Eckler, you know, you know, you're going to be able to trade, you know, some good draft capital for him by the middle of the season, but he could be the missing piece. You know, a guy like Austin Eckler, he's still going to produce next year, you know, three years from now, it's a little bit more of a question mark, but we feel pretty good about his situation next year. You know, there's, Marquise Brown, you know, a, a guy who's not a rookie, you know, he's coming off his rookie deal, Terry McLaurin, guys like that who are off the rookie deals, coming off the rookie deals and aren't the you know, newest flavor of the week. These guys are going to be in their prime over that two to three year window. They're going to score you the most fantasy points. You know, they're going to have career years during that window. Those are the guys to shoot for when you're trying to win a championship. All right. Perfect. Two to three year window. I do want to just add one thing to that. I love that you're not just talking about younger guys and uh you know the vets matter too yes bob hi hey i just i just wanted to add one thing is that you know talking about the two to three year window on players but also you know factoring that in ahead you know it's already hard enough to project what's happening next year let alone two to three years ahead none of us are fortune tellers so it's one of those things where pump the brakes if you think you know we want to say jamar chase and Justin jefferson are top three wide receivers for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. eight years, whatever it may be. And while I think that's true, you still got to look at it as a shorter window than that of what they can do for you now and not pay the 10-year premium on a player as opposed to, you know, just pay the three first that it costs to get these guys. Don't pay the eight first because they're going to be a top first or first round type talent every single year. Just one of those things to think about when you're also thinking about that two to three year window in terms of you know, how far out you're projecting your team and players and things of that nature. 
Yeah, and also, I mean, we love to and not not saying that Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are not already historical players and outliers. Right. Absolutely. But also, there's not a great chance that they're, you know, the one and two wide receivers in Dynasty five years from now. There's going to be younger players, more exciting players that, you know, those guys will lose their flavor two to three years from now. They're going to start to lose their flavor. They'll still be very productive. A guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, we were talking three, four years ago. Oh, this guy is like one of the best ever. He's he's going to be, you know, top wide receiver for like five, six more years. He's dealt with some injuries. He's getting older. He's suspended now, you know. He's not being looked at nearly the same. You know, it's just, just three years ago. I mean, three years ago, DeAndre Hopkins was a bit older than Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But still, he's going to come back. He's still going to be productive for you. He's a buy for me right now if I'm a contending team. If you think you could weather the storm for six weeks, which I think if you're contending, you probably can. But, Bob, what is your next tip since you are up next? Good, sir. So you kind of touched on this already a little bit with these hype players. and this. So I'm saying beware about buying into hype. And it's less about players on the waiver wire because you're getting those guys fairly cheaply. You know, you're dropping a good amount of fab and flipping them for whatever. That's fine. I'm talking about the guys that every single year we are going to have players that pop off for amazing games. You know, two touchdowns, 100 and some yards, like a Travis Fulgham is a great example of a player who – Popped off, had maybe good potential. Who knows? But obviously, he was also never the Eagles in. leading receiver that year, in case anyone was wondering. You know, had Thanks, a lot of things there. had a lot of things pointing in the right direction for him, but obviously just never came to fruition. When we're looking at these cases, you know, we need to take it case by case, evaluate each situation as its own. And does it actually make sense that this player is actually going to be something down the line? Because there were a lot of signs that said Travis Fulgham was not the answer. You know, I believe little to no draft capital wasn't a huge investment by the Eagles by any stretch of the imagination. All correct. And and so there was no real reason why you should have been sending first-round picks for this guy. And not everyone's going to send first-round picks. If you can get a second, whatever, cool. So it's one of those things where, but on the flip coin of that, there are going to be cases where players are popping off and, it might be the last chance to buy them at a good price. You know, I think Gabe Davis this year is a prime example of somebody that could be that, who's somebody who's reasonably well-valued now. But in Dynasty, keep trade cut, he's in like the 40 range. But in redraft rankings, when you look at him, he's in like the 20s. Whereas if he ends up near the 20s this year versus where Dynasty has him, there's going to be a big value gap there and things are going to change quickly where you're not going to be able to get him at the value anymore. But for him... It seems, you know, had reasonable draft capital, is in a top five to ten offense in the league at worst, I'd say, paired with an awesome quarterback, still relatively young. His number one that's paired with him is actually on the way out the door. So when you look at this situation, you know, of buying into the hype on Gabe Davis when it comes, if it comes, versus buying into the hype on a guy like Travis Fulgham that people were buying into. That's not just hyperbole. People were buying into Travis Fulgham thinking he was going to be something you need to be really careful with what you're buying into because, you know, if I can't read my own notes here, but oh, <laughs> if and when show sheet. I know, I know I didn't want to put it on there in case my internet was crapping out. So, but if, and when buying in, you know, keep things in mind of buying at a reasonable price, regardless, don't spend crazy amounts of draft capital just because you need a wide receiver, things like that, you know, 
be mindful. And again, on another flip coin, be willing to sell those players that pop off. Like you said, Mike, picking up players out the waiver wire, analyze the hype best you can project as much as you can and get decent value. If you're flipping, don't spend a crazy amount. If you're trying to buy these guys. Question for you. Follow up question. Could an example of beware the hype be Damian Pierce? Absolutely. I I would say, honestly, it might've already happened. You know, we might be (laughs) in the middle of that already because he was a guy, he was a guy who was mid second for the most part in rookie drafts, early May. And now we're looking at the back end of first. He went at the 103 in my most recent rookie draft or my last rookie draft Oof. that just happened last week. Oof. So, and, and that league is, you know, that league's always been traditionally very heavy drafting running backs early. Running backs do not last very long in rookie drafts. But no, I think that's absolutely the case of where, but you look at that offense now with Damian Pearson. How good are the Houston Texans going to be? How good of a running back is he going to be realistically? But, you know, it's definitely a definitely a case of beware of the hype on Damian Pierce already because that's already kind of happened. So, Nate, you have thoughts as well. I do have uh, not thoughts on this. So, if you want to say anything else on this, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. All right, just real quick, give me some guesses for the top five wide receivers in dynasty startups in 2017. Oh, geez, oh, God. five years ago. These guys were the top five wide receivers in Dynasty Fantasy Football. DeAndre Hopkins. Is he in there? He is not. Wow. I don't even know that. <laughs> no, he is, it's, um, he is actually eight. Antonio Brown? Yes, Close he's three. Sure. Okay. So you got one. Stephon Diggs. Nope. No. No? Okay, so we got we got one, Bob. Got we're not doing so good here. We're Antonio so good. Jordy Brown. Nelson? Is Jordy yeah, Nelson up Jordy there? Nelson. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is number two. Oh, I'm doing really wow. Good. You're uh, so good at this, Mike. <laughs> I just I'm trying to remember who's still playing in 2017. It was really <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> For back aways. Well, let's see. 2017, no Eagles wide receivers will be in there. I can tell you that. Think uh, about young wide receivers for Dynasty. That's what I'm trying to do. That's the problem. Maybe Adam Thielen? No. 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 no so so the top five try. in 2017 for wide receivers drafted. This is going back to my point about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. It's o- Odell Beckham Jr. was oh, number God. one. Wow, number one wide receiver. Who was the second overall dynasty pick? You know, in one quarterback, only behind our good running back David Johnson, 101 in 2017. Oh man, R.I.P. But OBJ, race. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones. I should have guessed Julio Jones. That should have been easy. I should have guessed Amari Cooper. How could I not guess? That's your top five in 2017. So this why was Amari Cooper ever that high? The first round pick was he not? If memory serves me correct, yeah. Amari Cooper was really good. No, you you guys coming out of college, Amari Cooper was a top level wide receiver prospect. Went to the Raiders, was up and down, flashed a lot though. Went to the Cowboys and just. He's a really good player, but he's just never hit that like upper upper echelon that we've all expected him to. If you just didn't have those ex- expectations for him, he's a really good wide receiver. Yeah, sure. It's just it's what he is. He's just a good wide receiver. He's not anything super spectacular, and now he's with Cleveland. So, um, good luck, buddy. So, all right, here is my next one. I talk about it a ton, but Fab is really important. 
Okay, and I know Bob doesn't seem to agree, but if you weaponize it like some like to do, like anthrax, it could be very, very. That was probably not the best. Too way. far. Okay, <laughs> too far. That's not going to make YouTube. <laughs> it's going to make the audio. That's fine. It could be really, really valuable. There was a trade that I was trying to pull off with somebody. Okay, it was in late August. And he wanted to give me somebody and another player for another player who got cut. I don't know why. John, what are you thinking? And I was like, well, I'll just take this one back up and you could have Tyler Johnson and give me some fab. He's no fab. Zero dollars fab before the season even starts. How are you going to set waiver claims? I have two. We have $250 fab. I haven't used any of it. So I know that if I put at least one fab dollar down on anybody I want, John can't get him. He can't get that guy. He's a Bears fan. I might just put waiver claims on every Bears player every single week just because I can. It has a big bench. So there may come a time where you need it. A lot of leagues close trading at a certain point, and you just can't You can't make a trade. You're in the championship game. You're in the playoffs. You need to pick somebody up. You have to outbid somebody. And here's the thing. If I'm... Not in the playoffs. I'm still going to bid on a player if I think they can help my team in the future. Why wouldn't I? Right? There's no waiver order. It's fab. I'm going to bid on a player because it's dynasty. That's what you do. So you need to make sure that you're weaponized and you have all the ammunition that you need with your fab. Really important. It helps with trade sometimes. Some people like it, like myself. So fab's important. Make sure you have some. Uh, my one friend, Jeremy, he's like, I get rid of my fab as soon as I can. And I'm like, okay. And he was in the championship one year. He's like, can we figure out a trade so I can get some fab? And I was like, you're so weird. <laughs> so fab's important. Use it. <clears throat> trade it. Make fun of it. I don't care. But it's there. It's important. I think so. Hope you do too. So, Nate, what is your next talking point yeah my next talking point is take the injury discount if you're a rebuilding team so if you know it doesn't matter if you're rebuilding going to the year if you know you decide week five week six that you're a rebuilding team take those injury discounts a couple years ago Dak Prescott destroyed his his ankle I traded it on I had about two or three teams that I decided I need to enter re- rebuild or at least a retooling and I traded for Dak Prescott. I traded a player who was not nearly as worthwhile in Dynasty. I can't remember what I traded now, but I, I traded. You know me. I, I only trade if I win, if I get a good deal. So I traded yeah. a player yeah. not, not worth nearly as much as Dak in, in Dynasty value. But to that team that was a contender, Dak was useless the rest of the season. And they knew they had a championship team. So they took, you know, I don't know what I traded them, but a quarterback of similar production in season, but less dynasty value. I was able to acquire Dak on two or three teams. And then in, you know, the years since I've been pretty happy with, you know, having Dak on my team. And I think I'm going to be happy with Dak being on my team for years to come. You know, if you picked up CMC last year, if you picked him up two years ago, you're still probably pretty pissed about it. But if you picked him up last year, you might get something out of it this year. You know, even a guy like Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire season, Calvin Ridley is only 27. He'll come back. He'll be 28. And that's supposedly his prime years. He's going to have at least two to three years of production, you know, in whatever situation he'll be in. He'll be in with the Falcons for at least one year. But remember that two to three year window. Calvin Ridley is going to be productive for your team in that two to three year window. And you can get him really cheap right now. 
if you don't need his fantasy production this year, those are the guys you can start to chase because you know you're going to get a discount with those guys. And it is hard to get a discount in Dynasty Fantasy Football. True. But that injury discount definitely comes along. You know, if, if you're a Cam Akers guy, you could have picked up Cam Akers. I picked up some J.K. Dobbins last year. You can probably still pick up some J.K. Dobbins uh, this season, you know, if, if he doesn't come back fully healthy. But in the two- to three-year window, he's going to produce. So use that injury discount to your advantage. Question. Would, we're saying that this does apply mostly to non-contending teams, right? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. Hi, Bob. Wait. I don't, I don't, I don't think... Jesus. <laughs> I had to. I don't think it has to be contending teams to. only because I, I think it's one of those things too where you know maybe down the road next year you see the cliff coming for an Alvin Kamara, but you could pick up a guy like JK Dobbins for a first round pick, maybe a little more. So you're kind of drafting a ready to go running back next year, I think, more than likely back a full year removed from the ACL. That actually compares to a good move for a contending team. Now it's obviously kind of situational. In how you're using it, ideally you have capital kicking around. If you you know listen to any of my trade advice, always getting extra picks back. If you have that capital to utilize, not necessarily burn, but you have that capital to utilize to help you down the road, absolutely, I think you can do that as a contending team as well. Yeah, if you're a contending team, you can use that injury or suspension discount. For example, you go out there right now, you could maybe trade some young rookie who isn't going to produce this year, like a young wide receiver. Maybe, I mean, Mechie's a good, fun one, but maybe a player who, like Khalil Shakir, maybe a little bit better than that. You can trade those guys, you know, put a little bit on top of it. Go get yourself DeAndre Hopkins. It's cheaper right now. It's going to be more expensive later. You let him sit on your bench for six games, and then he's going to produce on your team. Now you're going to probably need, like, Khalil Shakir, like, in a second. But honestly... When DeAndre Hopkins comes back and puts up wide receiver one numbers, it's going to cost you at least a first. Sure. Right. Good point. Uh, Bob. Yes. What's your next talking point? So for me, this is about kind of leaning towards a contending strategy, but also kind of rebuilding too. But when you're looking to go all in, don't, you got to keep next year in mind, you know, and the next years in mind, you can't, or you shouldn't, in my opinion, just mortgage your entire future on winning now or, you know, making short-sighted decisions to add the new hotness, the next Justin Jefferson, whatever it might be. And not saying that's not valuable to do, but, and especially when, like I said, you're going for that contending player that may only have a couple years left, like a Mike Evans, you know, I'd rather personally go all in by going and paying a little bit more to get like a Debo Samuel, you know, a younger player who's going to last a little longer. So when I'm spending draft capital to go get him, I'm seeing the return from that spending that draft capital a heck of a lot longer than I would if I was going to get a Mike Evans, who might be a little cheaper, like I said, but I'd much rather pay the premium, get a little bit back coming going forward. But ultimately, there's a short game that's happening right now, but there's also a long game that's happening too, and you got to keep that in mind because otherwise you're going to get surpassed before you know it. And so it's important not to make short-sighted decisions and spend too much in the short term to make up for whatever shortcomings you have, maybe you need to add a running back, maybe you need a wide receiver, whatever the case is, or a tight end, whatever the case is, don't make that short-sighted decision to spend too much and mortgage the future, you know, go all in the right way. I like to say, you know, spend up to go get those good assets. Absolutely. If you're a wide receiver away, you feel like from being a championship team, 
go spend up for a guy who's going to be kicking around for a little longer than a Mike Evans, especially if you're spending similar draft capital to go get them or similar pieces or value to go get that player. Good point. Um, my next one, if we're talking a trade, and I'm, this is if I'm not a contending team, don't offer me trade you know, don't offer me draft picks that are like years and years away. If it's not within the next year, two at the most, depending on the position of where it is in the draft, I don't want it. I see a lot of times people are now offering like 25, 26. I've seen 27 picks being thrown around at some point. First of all, why are you trading? Those guys aren't even in college yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want that. If, if you're going to offer me picks out of that far away, give me a player that's going to have some sort of relevance, like a guy that we think, okay, I think this guy, I'm just going to use Alexander Madison as an example, and it doesn't have to be him. It could be a player like him. I feel Alexander Madison is going to be a free agent next year and a starting running back somewhere. A player like that who I think will have some relevance, I want that over a draft pick where I might not even be in the league, might not even exist when those draft picks come to fruition. So if you're rebuilding, you're not contending, obviously set your lineup, no collusion, but give me something that has some relevance sooner rather than later. Um, okay. So we're kind of get, we got a few more bonus points here for, well, not bonus points, a few more talking points here. Nate, what is your next one? Yeah. It kind of goes back somewhat similar to what you said earlier with the, you know, knowing the whole of your league, know where your league mates are. Using that as a comparison to know where you are within your league. You know, are you a contender? Are you maybe needing to retool a little bit? Do you need to make a move to really become a contender? Can you make a move and that's all it takes to be a contender? Or do you need to just start looking at next year and start, you know, selling off those older pieces and just look all in to the rebuild? Now, how do you how do you figure that stuff out? You know, we've talked about that on this channel. We've talked about it on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, and some you know you get to make that decision quick and that's what i say i say you want to make that decision by week five week six because you want to be the first one to rebuild because as soon as those guys start throwing those first round picks around in trades the people who are receiving those first round picks they're not going to trade them away again they're receiving them because they're looking towards next year they want those draft picks it's going to be much more expensive to get them off them you know that second time around so you know using the points for the potential points, the points against not just looking at win loss loss record, but really going and exploring the statistics behind your win loss record, you know, see who's overperforming, who's underperforming. You know, we did a lot of team audits this off season and we're going to do them again next off season, you know, especially if you're a Patreon member and, you know, we, you can use those to figure out where your team is going into the season, you know, to kind of help you make this decision midway into the season. But knowing where you are and where you're headed with your team is one of the most important things because it, all your moves should be based on that goal. Is your goal to, to win that championship You know, for the second half of the season? Or is your goal looking at the 2023 championship because you're almost out already if you're not you know, completely out of the race? And if it is, you know, are you doing everything you can to rebuild that team, get better for next year? Because this year, those fancy points don't matter to you anymore. All right, and I think that kind of ties into Bob's next point a little bit. Um, something so simple, but I think it just gets overlooked a little bit, Bob. 
Yeah, sorry. It cut out for whatever reason on my end. It you cut out there. So, but getting into that point, just butchering butchering that beautiful segue you had, Mike. It's okay. We love you, Bob. It happens. But an important thing to keep in mind: this year's points don't count next year. And for me, it's one of those where yes, Alvin Kamara might be great this year. Yes, Tyreek Hill might be great this year. Yes, Mike Evans might be great this year. And there's a lot of younger players that fit that criteria too, but that doesn't guarantee they're going to be good next year. And that goes the same for the flip of that coin where just because players are bad this year doesn't mean they're going to be bad next year. You know, situations are situational and players that are in bad situations now could have those vastly change. You know, we look at guys like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and uh, Calvin Ridley coming back next year. Who may Tyler Algier. Team. Tyler Algier, sure. Who aren't in good situations because of their quarterback. The Falcons are likely going to have a high pick. Now, for Falcons fans, I hope it's not the first pick because I don't think any quarterback is passing up Will Anderson in the next draft. So it might be another rough year at quarterback for you guys if you can't pick up somebody in free agency. Who is Will Anderson? For those Will Anderson is Will Anderson is the best defensive end to have come out in the last probably five, ten years. Thank so you for player in Alabama. So proceed. Thank you. You are very welcome. But what happens this year, like I said, isn't guaranteed next year. Don't let this influence buying decisions and also selling decisions. You could end up selling low on a guy whose situation is actually looking to pick up next year. Like Nate and I touched on our in our tier, our wide receiver tier rankings video. Drake London is going to be interesting because more than likely he's going to have an offseason or he's going to have way below expectation. But you have to look at other things like, you know, catchable balls, things like that, catchable targets, whatever that actually indicate whether or not he was good. You have to look at the advanced analytics and look at the situation around him to see if he was actually bad or if the situation was just awful. So it's one of those things, don't get caught up in buying or selling with what happens this year, looking at next year. You, again, going back to a previous point, you have to look at each situation as its own and try to project best you can. Is that situation going to improve? Is it going to get worse? Are these older players... You know, like a Mike Evans, do they have another year after next year or after this year, I should say. Same with the running backs that are, you know, we're calling for the cliff for and and make your decisions that way. Because this year does not guarantee next year, whatever it is, good or bad. Right, exactly. And one last thing. And we have a bonus point for you guys, too. This is Dynasty, right? Yes. You got to get ahead. You got to stay ahead. What's the best way to get ahead? Now, you know, I always toot our own horn, but I understand you cannot commit an entire weekend to watching football. You just can't. A lot of people have families or other commitments they have to work, so you have to kind of pick one or the other. I have to pick one. I pick the NFL. I pick the Eagles, so I can't always watch Sean Clifford do what he does. So you got to find some Debbie people to follow, like Nate Christian, head of our Debbie department right there. Follow some Debbie podcasts. I'm not going to name names. DM me. Tell you the ones that I listen to. You follow people you know and trust, mostly like us. This helps you get ahead and stay ahead of your competition. It's like muscle memory for your brain, essentially. You get these names in your mind. And it really, I feel, when you keep hearing these things over and over again, it helps you form values in your head faster and easier. Do mock drafts as well. Start doing mock drafts in like December with some names that you're hearing, some people that you're familiar with. By the way, I'm hearing Keyshawn Boutte might enter, enter the transfer portal as early as next week. Nah. Did Did Stop you hear that? that? You didn't did I hear call that? Did I call that? I think I did. 
Didn't he call Brian Kelly dollar store at Ogeron or something like that? Oof, that's rough. <laughs> Which is just a fantastic. I love it. He's my wide receiver one right now if he comes out. So, you know, no. get ahead, stay ahead, start following college. It's really not hard. You don't have time to watch. Look, start, just bring up ESPN, bring up the scores, look at box scores. If that's all you could do is box score scouting so you know who's smashing and against what level of competition write their names down, follow them, and then start doing some film work after the season. Honestly, that's how you start being a Debbie guy. That's what I'm doing, getting the names in here, compiling a list. I have prospects on my computer, on a Google Doc. I see a guy, I see something I like that pops off. I put them on there, and I make a note to watch them some more. And I'll tell you what, Bob, would you like to tell everyone our bonus tip? Because the you're the man with the plan there. The bonus tip was not my idea. That was all Nate. So was no, it? Nate can Nate can tell you the bonus idea. It was in a, in, in a convoluted way because there was actually a different bonus tip, and then we switched it out because I was copping out of one of our strategies by just saying one of the best strategies that you can have this year and in all the years coming for Dynasty fans football is watching the Dynasty Rewind YouTube channel. Oh, I thought Mike was going to give me like a sound drop there. Like that would have uh, been perfect. No, I'm so, well, I could give you this. Takes every single inch of it. There you go. There you go. Watch the Dynasty Rewind YouTube channel. There is content here seven days a week. And on some days there's two videos. So there is a lot of content coming your way. It's going to, you know, quench your thirst for Dynasty fantasy football. We're going to be doing it all throughout the season. We're going to do it all throughout the off season. We got scouting. We got Debbie. We got, you know, risers, fallers, dynasty, everything you could ask for. We even have some IDP and some strategy talk and best ball, you know, over at the Patreon. It's all great. Keep your yeah. eyes over here at the Dynasty Rewind YouTube channel. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you go subscribe and watch some videos. Get it into your arsenal because I think we've got some good stuff here, guys. I do too. And we have 3.21 thousand subscribers. Ooh. We have room for plenty more. Over 60 patrons, and again, we have room for plenty more of those. Always happy to chat it up with you guys. Um, just for the record, if you are listening, and you're hitting us up on the Twitter DMs, and you're hitting up hitting us up on the Instagram DMs, it is very hard for us to respond to that stuff. We have our personal accounts. We do have jobs and families. We try to get to everyone as often as we can, as quickly as possible. It's just difficult. The best way to guarantee immediate responses is through our Discord chat, which is available to our patrons only patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind a dollar a month gets you into the chat. It gets you, you know, benefit access to the audits a lot faster than anybody else. $5 a month. We got rankings in there. Almost said tankings. That sounds like my teams. You get bonus podcast. Nate and I hold those down and you get the discord chat as well. You get all sorts of great stuff. And I'll send you a sticker if you become a patron or not. I don't know. It's got to remind Mike. Yes, Mike, hi. what if I what if I can't afford a dollar a month or a five dollars a month? Is there any way I can spend less money a month to still be a patron and everything? Is there any way to get a discount if I like sign up for the whole year or something? Yes. Sorry, I, I'm like, three. <laughs> so I wasn't catching on there. Really so. handed it to him on a platter there. We do yearly. I try. <laughs> well, we wanted to offer that sooner, but you do have to sign up for that through Patreon. So you sign up for a whole year at one shot. And you get 10% off. Essentially, you get a month and a little bit more for free. So, really, easy money, guys. Easy money. Does easy anyone money. else have anything else before we head out? I'm good. Let's All wrap right. it up. So, here we go.
gonna do my thing right now. I gotta get back to the show sheet. I was looking at how many subscribers we have. Let's close it out, everybody. All right, so thank you again for listening to Dynasty Rewind. And I just want to remind everyone that Underdog Fantasy used the promo code Rewind for a 100% match up to $100. If that does not work, contact Bob Van Beezer at BobVan underscore more than just sporting events. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind for $20 on the first purchase. You already heard about a Patreon. Can't wait to see you there. And VeridianGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind merch. Hey, Christmas is going to be here before you know it. Check out your wife, yourself, and your kids. All one-stop shop. So, for the Bobcat, for Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.